what way does this discipline characterize the wise person? What part does learning play in fulfilling Christ's greatest commandment? What are different ways of learning, and how is it essential for increased godliness? James, Christ, and myself seek to answer these questions on today's episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, where everyday ministers get together to discuss everyday ministry. Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, and we're a podcast where everyday ministers get together to discuss ministry. This is James White, no longer the pastor at Lighthouse Community Church, but the youth pastor at Spring Hill Baptist Church in Millport, Alabama. And I have the joy of sitting here with Chris Norworthy and Royce. Hey, what's up? This is Chris. I'm from Reformation Church in central Louisiana, close to Baton Rouge. Hey, what's going on? This is Royce Alanese. I am a member of Walnut Creek Church in downtown Des Moines, Iowa. I've been going there for endless, endless years, nine years. Well, how's everything been going? Yeah, everything's been going good. I've been uh, just, you know, nothing, nothing's really changed here. Just kids starting school and uh, soccer. And like you said, uh, we we're talking earlier about how much I love sports and love, <laughs> being, love being outside in 99 degree weather. That's sarcasm. I don't really care for either of those things. But you just like, love your children. I love my children. So, and I, yeah, I like watching Vincent play. So, <laughs> yeah, just being a dad, being a worker bee at work, and being a pastor. And glad to uh, finally be back on an episode. It's been too long. How about you, Roy? Well, I noticed you've been putting out a lot of design work lately. Yeah, on I've social been web. A, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that, getting uh, gearing up for the uh, Christmas season. So Is that a people, foreshadowing of some sweet Christmas art you're going to put out? No, it's just that people <laughs> tend to spend more money. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. People buy more art, you know, or any, you know, products leading up to Christmas. So I tend to uh, kind of gear up towards that time. Gotcha. And I will say before we let uh, Royce tell us how things have been going, that the Batman and Spider Man, is it, I guess, half skull? Yeah. yeah, artwork that you released is pretty <laughs> sick. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I think probably since the last time I've been on, which was two weeks ago, now that I'm remembering, I feel like not, not too much. Our kids started Awana this week. All three of my oldest children now are attending. So, Elliot, poor little three-year-old, never knows what's going on. Just ends up in this classroom full of children. <laughs> but he did great, so we're happy. You know, that stuff still... Dedicated to church and uh, Bible study and band. My band's doing some stuff lately. Got some shows going. And released our album at the end of August. And going to remind you to, to say that your uh, album finally released, which mm-hmm. I feel like I've been... Well, I, I was there. I was there while you recorded it. Not that yeah. where you, while you wrote the songs, but, uh, you know, been kind of waiting <laughs> for this. It's like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's definitely, we were really excited and we've actually had pretty good, pretty good response. We've had a lot of uh, radio shows respond and air us on a couple of their like That's awesome. local shows and um, yeah, pretty good. Say one of the guys from uh, my church was uh, singing some of your songs the other day, so it was pretty cool. Because like I didn't tell him to like listen to the podcast or anything, but he's like, uh, he started listening to the podcast and then kind of, you know, you're music's been catchy so he was kind of he was singing it it was cool to hear somebody who like doesn't know you at all hmm. singing your music oh that's neat yeah very cool yeah we need to put our updated so, songs on there so i've actually had a, a friend of mine that had listened to a few of y'all songs at least I, I think i think they listened to the the ones before your most recent mm-hmm. because they listened to the podcast and heard them on there so that's interesting oh. as well yeah. So you may have got two new listeners. I'm sorry. Two, two listeners. listeners yeah. No, it's been it's been cool because random people have been messaging our Facebook page saying that they just ran across a couple of our songs on YouTube and they were seemed to be really impactful. Kind of hit them where they were at, and so they've been asking us questions about our faith and about the lyrics and stuff like that. So it's been cool. Good opportunities. 
Well, obviously, as you heard in the opening, um, me and Daniel spoke about this a little bit on the last episode, but I'm transitioning from one church into another. I officially start at the new church this Sunday, which is the day before this episode will release. So yesterday, if you're listening, I started at that church. And this past Wednesday was my last Wednesday at Lighthouse. And the Sunday before that was my last Sunday. And it's been a quite a bittersweet, bittersweet moment. Um, hate to go. hate to, to leave a place that we've been at for five years and faithfully serving at. But we felt that this was the decision that what God was leading us to. So it's bitter in the fact that we're leaving ones that we love dearly, but sweet as in looking forward to seeing what God would have next for us as well as the new church. And it's interesting to step back into youth ministry after being um, a church planner for five years. So we'll see how that transition goes. I go from doing everything to doing not so much. So we'll see. Um I'm going to have to loosen the reins on a lot of things, but that'll be fine. But this week's episode, we're going to be looking at Donald Whitney's book. And I believe after this episode, we'll have one more episode with Donald Whitney's book. But as we get into the conversation tonight, we're going to be looking at this idea of learning for the purpose of godliness. And so as we look at this idea of learning for the purpose of godliness, Whitney really breaks up his book in six sections. But we're really just going to look at the first five, which is learning characterizes the wise person. Fulfill the great commandments. Learning is essential for increased godliness. Learning is mostly by discipline, not by accident. And that the last one that we're looking at is that learning in a variety of ways. And so before we jump into this conversation, we do want to take a moment just to listen to a commercial from the August Guns, which provides all of our music. Hi, I'm Micah. What's up? This is Royce. Hey, I'm Kirk. And I play bass. <laughs> we are the August Guns. We're a rock band from Des Moines, Iowa. And you'll hear our music featured on the Everyday Ministry Podcast. Check out our first two EPs in our upcoming record, Born Into Noise, on Spotify, iTunes, and the other major streaming platforms. We, through God's grace, have encountered Jesus Christ in His love, and we desire to reflect that love to people through what we do every day. So as we jump into this conversation, we're going to begin by looking at learning characterizes the wise person. Now, I personally, as I read through Donald Whitney's book, I really thought that this, he doesn't treat it as an opening to the conversation, but he almost does. I thought this was an interesting way of kind of transitioning into this idea of learning for discipline. And he gives a bunch of scriptural references for it. And every one of them that I remember seeing is from Proverbs, which makes sense when you look at the idea of why Proverbs was written. As we look at these scriptural references, I think we're just going to take a turn and kind of read them. And then after that, we'll just discuss the scriptures as a whole for for you listeners. And the first one we see that Donald Whitney mentions is Proverbs 9, 9, where it says, Give instructions to a wise man. He will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man. He will increase in learning. Proverbs ten fourteen says, The wise lay up knowledge. Proverbs eighteen fifteen, An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. And then lastly, Proverbs twenty three twelve says, Apply your heart to instruction. And your ear to the words of knowledge. Yeah, I guess I'll take what, just kind of a pull quote from what Donald Whitney says. Is that he says that no matter how much previous instruction you have received or how extensive your knowledge, <laughs> especially <laughs> about God, Christ, the Bible, and the Christian life, and regardless of how intelligent or slow you consider yourself, still need to apply your heart and ears to learn for you haven't learned at all. And I almost, I don't know, like on one hand, it's kind of easy maybe for 
for the three of us to get in here and to have a podcast about learning because obviously that's something we all three really enjoy doing <laughs> is is reading and studying and you know watching videos or listen to podcasts and that kind of thing which i assume then that probably our general listenership is going to be probably already geared towards learning if people are listening to a podcast on the topics that we talk about then they're probably already interested in learning so um i guess we probably want to approach it or you know think about it from not just us because yeah, we well, like I, for from our perspective, we need to think about learning for the purpose of godliness. Um, we enjoy it, but are we doing it for godliness' sake, or are we doing it just because we enjoy it? And not that there's anything wrong with enjoying it or doing it just because we enjoy it. We do a lot of things because we enjoy it. Uh, but are we reading the Bible? Are we reading these books? Are we listening to podcasts and sermons? Um, for not only you know to be able to teach other people but for our own you know for our own soul for our own spirit and growth and godliness um that would be our you know my kind of question about like type of people like we are where we obviously like learning um and then we also need to speak to the fact of that there's a lot of people who you know in one sense or another don't like learning like they're, they're cool with going to church on Sunday morning and hearing a sermon uh, and taking their notes and they're they're also like enjoy reading their Bible or you know things like that uh, but they beyond that there's you know a lot of people and I'm not talking bad about anybody it's just a difference of you know we just enjoy different things a lot of people we need to encourage just to dive in and go farther or further into their depths of knowledge. You know, I think that there's kind of these two perspectives that I can think of that we need to speak to. Even for those that enjoy learning, I would consider myself one of those people. There's moments where I don't, there's moments where I get burned out on reading or taking in things. And I enjoy, even like right now, as I'm pursuing my master's of divinity, there's many classes and there's many subjects and even uh, just times throughout the semesters where at some point, uh, the learning that I'm, I'm doing is, and I hate to put it this way, but it's really to get the grade at the end of the day because mm -hmm. sometimes I, I find myself overwhelmed with what I'm trying to take in yeah. or life circumstances make it difficult, much like when I took Hebrew or uh, I think of Greek. My last semester of Greek was the same uh, <laughs> semester that my daughter was born, and I was just yeah. trying to get to see. I'm just going to be real. Yeah. I mean, and so, you know, kind of – approach what you're talking about there is that even if you are the type that enjoys learning there may be moments where you are like the other ones out there that don't enjoy learning as much as moments where you do it out of just to use Whitney's word here drudgery right you do mm -hmm. it out of uh, drudgery or you do it out of obligation rather than for the purpose of godliness and I think that reminder is an important place to begin as we look at this discussion so I really like what that little clause that he puts in there donald whitney's quote he says so no matter how much previous instruction you've received and then there's that hyphen it says especially about god christ the bible and the christian life and regardless of how intelligent or slow you consider yourself you mm -hmm. still need to apply your heart i think that's very important i think we can often find ourselves on those two ends of the spectrum where we feel we feel like we have much knowledge in that it, it can be harder for us to be teachable. Yeah. And then we can also sometimes be on the side, depending on what season in life we're at, where it feels like God and his word are so vast and so big. It, it almost feels like just such a, a daunting, steep uphill climb mm -hmm. to, you know, to navigate just God and his nature and all those things. Um, and I think, yeah, I just think that's really, uh, really, I think a really well said thing because especially when, when I think about not being teachable and oftentimes I think this plays out in our, either in our evangelism or in our, just our dealings with brothers and sisters in Christ is when we just feel so strongly that we know all that there is to know about a certain idea or a topic, or we have the right teaching. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't approach those types of conversations with much humility. Um, and I think that's, yeah, I would say that's the opposite of wisdom. Um, I was looking at First uh, Corinthians 8. He's talking about, um, Paul's talking about food sacrifice to idols. But he says in there, he says, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. The one who thinks he knows something does not yet know as he ought to know. But the one who loves God is known by God. And I think that plays a lot into what you were saying, Chris, where the source of our knowledge is about loving and knowing God and not about building up knowledge or just enjoying the, the act or the practice of learning. Um, but there's a deeper, more genuine uh, foundation beneath it. So I thought that was good. I'm reminded of the conversation that you and Aaron and I had on the spiritual discipline of journaling, because one of the things we talked about in that podcast was really a legacy, leaving a legacy and things of that nature uh, Mm -hmm. that journaling leaves behind. And one of the things that we emphasized when we looked at that was that much like some of our old journaling or old sermons, Mm -hmm. we see how much, we really did not understand about God yeah. and his word or how we've been transformed. And, you know, I think, you know, in the nature of not being charitable to some and different things of that nature, or even acting like right now we have everything figured out in our theology or our understanding of who God is in all reality in five to 10 and 15 to 20, 30 years later, hopefully we're going to learn and know much more about God than we do now. And that's what, as we read this quote from Whitney's book that says you haven't learned it all that's the joy I find in it is because mm-hmm. and I've said this a time and time before but in eternity what we're going to be is experiencing God forever and in doing that we're going to be growing in our understanding of him forever for now we can't we're, we have finite minds speaking of a uh, infinite God and so therefore we're not going to understand about everything about God and his word and things of that nature and so it's just about disciplining ourselves to learn. And there's purposes behind why Whitney is getting that here. Is why do we fulfill these things? Why are mm-hmm. we making this a discipline? It's good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that in the why, of course, like you said, all these proverbs talk about wise, you know, the wise man or the wise person. So, obviously, it's speaking well of wisdom um, and well of knowledge. But then he also points to, Whitney points to fulfilling the greatest commandment. And at Mark 12, 30 says, you know, love the Lord your God. Well, I'm, I'm not sure which version I'm going to quote if I have the whole thing pulled up. But, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. And where does learning take, or what part does learning play a role in loving God with our mind? I think that's a really good question. When I think of loving and learning, I think of like an act of love is to sit at the feet of, of your of your teacher or of your father and to surrender like your mind to him. And I think in order to do that, we just have to be willing to be taught by his word and to to sit with our hands open, with our ears open, being willing to let go of preconceived ideas. I think if you're not able to do that, then the renewing of your mind um, can't happen. I know we'll talk about that Romans 12 quote later down the road. But um, so I think, yeah, I think I just have this visual of even just like the Mary Martha dilemma where we have Martha doing all these things and doing the works. But then we have Mary sitting at his feet and just listening and and soaking in what the Lord had for her at that time. I think we could all a lot of wisdom from that yeah i think that's the important aspect of combining these two connecting these two is that if we're truly seeking to love god with all that we are and in doing that we would all agree that for one to love god as they're called to they have to be indwelt with the holy spirit to be able to accomplish this and this comes after salvation in christ so as we're seeking to accomplish as believers then one of the number one ways we do this is by listening to what god has to say and to in all reality what we would understand about god's word is this is his way of communicating and speaking to us and this is one of the primary ways in which we are learning about him and about the world and our relation in the world's relation to him 
but we also have what we call common good. And so we can learn about other things that still point us to Christ as well or to God as well and uh, his creation. And so I think it's important that as we look at these things, we understand much like when we had the conversation of Bible and take at the very beginning of this study through Donald Whitney's book is that God's word is what we, how we know God. And so as we said in those I think we did that in two podcasts, if I remember correctly. As we said in those two podcasts, essentially, is that the way in which we know how to relate to God and relate these spiritual disciplines in our lives to grow closer to Him and being more like Christ is centered in God's Word because it is what reveals Him to us as individuals. Yeah, well, I mean, I often think of, like, we need Scripture to show us, um, like you said, how to relate to God. We need scripture to get rid of those preconceived notions that we have and show us the truth God has. Um, but I also, you know, over the last few years, have um, like purposefully taken up interest in trying to learn other things about just creation, like about the world, and some of that, you know, maybe from. Um, I mean, we could take just creation from a. For instance, uh, you know, the stars, the planets, uh, the earth and, and things like that. And just, you know, or animals or whatever. And just kind of looking at the awesome stuff God has made and like what his creative mind produced. And it's more like science, like the sciences, for instance, have only gotten more in depth and you know you just think over the centuries like more and more scientists more and more divisions of study where like one person used to you know 300 years ago they were scientists and they studied all of the things you know and now you have people who study very 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 specific things and then there's thousands of people mm-hmm. all over the planet doing these kind of things and just thinking about god's creation and what he has made and how intricate, you know, I mean, scripture talks about, you know, us being like woven together, um, mm-hmm. but in the womb, <clears throat> but just thinking of the details of like, he spoke everything in the creation, but then what, what is that creation? And then I think some of that too is for me, whenever, like now that I have kids and whenever they ask questions or, you know, say things like that and reminding them like, okay, like that, that's cool, but it's not just neutral. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like a fact, like a Mm -hmm. factoid, like Mm -hmm. it's not neutral in the, the sense that it is cool. Yes, it is cool to learn that knowledge. It is very interesting, but what does it point to with our mind? We then glorify God for it. Like, that's awesome that God made it that way. You know, that kind of thing And this, you know, I'm just using one example of kind of creation or whatever, but using our minds and our knowledge um, to just learn more about what God has made. And on the flip side, whenever we do learn things to think about God, you know, with our mind um, and honor him whenever we do find out stuff, you know, that's just kind of mind blowing. Why is it mind blowing? It's because God is greater than we are and he makes amazing stuff. I, I like learning stuff outside of scripture. Not that that informs my doctrine, but it does inform uh, the extent to which like, you know, the, the general revelation God has given us. On that same thought process, though, so often when we record these episodes, I think of other episodes that we've done or um, even some of the minister minutes that one of you guys have released. And, you know, when you were talking about creation specifically, I was thinking about Royce's minister's minute, cosmological argument for creation and Mm -hmm. that there is a God. Mm -hmm. No, the reason why I bring that up is when you think of, I mean, let's just look at that title, Okay. If, if Roy have not done much studying and learning, as we're looking at the subject here, that's not something he could discuss and talk about. And not to just glorify Royce and his ability to, you know, speak on apologetical uh, topics. But, you know, all things are that way. I mean, and I think about even for the, the purpose of sharing the gospel and evangelizing, 
for many people out there, if we come across as idiots or things of that nature, they're not going to listen to us in a lot of ways. And so we can learn from other people and other things, as Chris was kind of alluding to there, that may not be necessarily grounded in the truth of God's word, but they still point to, to him in some capacity or another because he's the creator of all. Yeah, so the third section we're going to get into is learning as being essential for increased godliness. And here, Donald Whitney lays out a couple of scripture references that we can look at, and then he has um, a couple of his own thoughts on it, and then we can discuss a little more. So Romans 10.14 says, How are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And Romans (laughs) 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I'm so glad you got to read that. I know you wanted to quote it earlier when we were looking at the characteristics of the wise person. And I was just just hoping you would get to read that verse. (laughs) Well, I did get to, and I'm really thankful. Well, to take the scriptures farther, what we kind of see, just a quote from this section of Whitney's book. He says, if you know little about godliness, you will grow little in godliness. To know it requires the discipline of learning. Um, this is what I was kind of alluding to earlier with fulfilling the greatest commandment is different side of the same coin is that to be able to love God more, we have to know God and know more of him. And we know that through his word and in the same different side of that same coin is to grow in our godliness, to grow in our discipline of being more like Christ. We have to know what godliness looks like. And the primary way that we see this is through the word of God. Yes, and I think that these two scriptures uh, kind of point to, like, first of all, you have to come to, like, a saving knowledge. Like, you have to know in whom you are placing your faith. Like, how are they to believe in him if if they've never heard of him? So that's, you know, our kind of call to preach the gospel to people, to teach people, for people to be able to learn. Like, they can't learn what they need to know in order to be saved unless people are telling them and teaching them. So that's kind of a call to action on the Christian's part in terms of speaking to people outside of yourself. Um, And then that second verse, you know, don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That's kind of speaking to, all right, well, you, you got to go preach to other people, but you also got to be preached to, and you got to preach to yourself um, it doesn't stop at saving. It doesn't stop at salvation. Um, it continues. And you don't just, you know, say a prayer and then you're done. And that's all you need to know. Um, that's the only reason you need scripture, or, you know, whatever. Um, you need to continually be renewing your mind. Um, continually being uh, not conformed to the world, but transformed. Becoming more like God. Becoming more like Christ. Uh, and we do that through, uh, we do that through hearing and, you know, and we believe more and more. Our faith grows, um, our faith, uh, and our understanding grows and, uh, we do that through learning, uh, you know, with the spirit's help, of course. Contrary to what many would believe, there is a co-working and spiritual discipline and growing in sanctification between man and God through the work of the Spirit, though we would say that God's the primary agent, man does have a responsibility. Chris, I think when you explained that early on, and you may have been stealing this from Whitney, is really the story of Zacchaeus coming up in the tree to see Christ, is that for him to be able to do that, there had to be a tree there. And so mm-hmm. there was a kind of work on both parts, essentially. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it... <laughs> Okay. Well, it's in your outline that you gave me, so it must be for Whitney. I just think it is um, very important, this idea of being transformed. The transformation of our person is the ultimate goal of our learning. So that learning itself, kind of what we've been saying the entire time, but just the learning itself being an entryway into the transformation of the soul as opposed to just being a way of uh, of tucking away knowledge that we can just have. And and you can even take knowledge and use it for your own gain and use it to f- 
to ha uh, fulfill your own purposes um, so you can still put knowledge to use without allowing it to actually transform you. And I think this next uh, section that we're going to get into might actually better encapsulate what I'm trying to say, but there's this process of taking something from being housed in the mind to actually allowing the, the spirit to use it to transform your heart and transform your you as a person. So I think that would be a good segue into the next section. In the next to the last section that we're going to be looking at in Whitney's book is this idea of learning is mostly by discipline, not by accident. And just kind of preface it before we even jump into it. This is really what we've said about everything that we've looked at because we're looking at spiritual disciplines, meaning things that we have to be intentional about rather than expecting them to be accidental. And in that, we've, you know, time and time again, we've said the idea of scheduling things, if that works for you, or just setting a block of time to fulfill these things. And as Chris kind of alluded to earlier, if you're sitting here listening to a podcast from us, either you really love us or you're one that's more inclined to seek learning. But when we look at this, is just like anything else in life, you're not you're not going to accomplish this by accident. You're going to accomplish it by being intentional and seeking this out. And one big one that I think this is important before we even get into the scriptures or Whitney's quotes is, and I think Royce, you were kind of alluding to this somewhat earlier when you were talking about being graceful towards others that you would disagree with and things, is that so often we as individuals find ourselves staying in our camps when it comes to biblical things rather than taking and learning from others that may differ with us on specific things or uh, or even different religions and different things of that nature. Or as Chris was alluding to earlier, you know, focusing all on scripture rather than allowing, you know, artistic or creational things to kind of help us learn and understand more about God and who he is and our relationship to him. And really what I'm trying to say in all of this rambling is we have to be intentional in our discipline of learning it doesn't happen by accident yeah and i think that as leaders um whether you know lead pastor associate pastor small group leader like uh, and you know husbands and parents or whoever you know whatever your role is who you happen to be listening we also need to be intentional and thoughtful about this uh or the fact that a lot of people are what Whitney calls call like uh, accidental learners <clears throat> or people who learn by accident, uh, right, you know, versus people who, who learn intentionally um, is that a lot of people in church probably are accidental, lear lear accidental learners. Um, and this is why whenever we, you know, even down to choosing the songs that we sing, on a Sunday morning or Saturday night or Wednesday night or whatever, whatever day you're singing. A lot of people are accidental learners. We need to be aware of this and we need to, to think about how we're teaching and use every opportunity that we have uh, to teach well and to understand that people are pretty much using anything that we put out there to learn because a lot of people aren't learning outside of what we're giving them, you know, you know, so this past Wednesday night, my last week at Lighthouse, we really just looked at kind of what we developed as a church since I've been there of what we call our core values, which is biblical community, biblical mission, biblical worship, and then biblical teaching. And in that, we looked at this idea of biblical worship, and it's got a bunch of aspects to it, the, the reading of God's word, the preaching of God's word, the hearing of God's word being preached, prayer, Psalm, hymn, spiritual songs, baptism, communion. And, you know, when I was teaching on prayer, one of the things that I emphasize is that praying corporately is a unique thing because you're communicating with the Father, yes, but also you're doing it as an individual for a body of believers in how we communicate. Commu and how we communicate with God in that moment is portraying some kind of theological understanding of who God is and who we are in connection to him. And mm -hmm. so even, like you said, like picking the songs out and everything we do, even the way we pray and communicate with God on a Sunday morning or corporate gathering, however it may look, is crucial in understanding of 
who God is to us as individuals. Actually, remember when we talked about that, Chris, you were talking about, I forgot what story it was, and so you may not want to bring it up on the podcast again, but it was something about your son. Do you remember what it would have been? We are talking about prayer. Yeah, we were talking about you for teaching him to pray or something. Um, yeah, I, I remember telling something. I think that made it into the podcast. I, I might not. He, he mimicked you in some way. That was it. I, if I remember right, it wasn't very flattering. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, definitely even to this point, my son is six and my daughter is eight, and uh, you know, they they very much mimic the way that I pray with them before, <clears throat> like, or I don't know, I'm they hear me pray the most, you know. Because uh, I, you know, I'm tucking them in, praying with them individually every night, and um, you know, any other time that I'm praying, uh, they definitely learn from, from me. You know, uh, I'm sure. I think there was some story. So if you want to listen to it, I think it was in the podcast. I don't remember what it was. Obviously, I don't have a very good memory. Zacchaeus being in a tree and my kids praying after me. I'm a, I'm a poet. That rhymed. <laughs> I think a good Don Whitney quote for this section is without the discipline of an intentional learner not only will we fail to learn the things that promote godliness but what we will learn by accident will be of little or no real benefit which I think that's spot on because it what, what it reminds me of is like especially when we're young in the faith like we don't know what we don't know so we just kind of take whatever like people throw at us or we take whatever the preacher says and we're not seekers of truth. We're kind of just going with the flow. Mm -hmm. um, and so we don't like, we don't, we don't know what we're seeking after most of the time. Um, and so I think when you start, especially as you get older in your faith, you start to realize how much you really don't know. Yeah. Um, which is a very interesting um, facet to being a believer and growing is that you, you just start to realize how big the Lord is. You start to realize how big his purposes are. Um, you start to understand the importance of inner transformation and how far you are from that. Um, and I think looking back at my younger Christian days, I think I was just at that place of consolation where you just feel close to the Lord and, you know, you're this new Christian and you're kind of like on fire and you have your pastors like telling you like, oh, spread the gospel and like let it catch fire, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're not, you know, you're not really actively seeking after like the Lord and his word, maybe the way that you, that we are now. And so I think a lot of the stuff that I did learn or a lot of the things that I probably heard from my pastors were really just kind of falling by the wayside in my life and they weren't really attaching to my heart. And therefore, they weren't really benefiting me or like driving me to real god godliness. Yeah, and that probably and that kind of while you're while you were talking, I was thinking like if it's not if if we learn it by accident, then it's not really of any benefit to us. Probably a lot of that goes to all, all of us believe stuff, and yeah, I've definitely been in situations before where like somebody has said something, and I want was going to be like, no, like you're wrong. I believe this, but then I couldn't rem remember like a Bible verse that backed up what I, what I thought <laughs> to be true. So it's like, there's no benefit in me arguing with anybody if I can't even have a knowledgeable discussion about what Bi the Bible actually says, not what like doctrine I just happened to believe. Hmm. Um, and whether it doesn't mean it's tr not true, but if, if I don't know why I believe what I believe, then is it of any benefit? Mm-hmm. I had multiple instances like that going into Bible school, like the first semester. Everyone's hyped up on their doctrines and they all want to debate it and they all just like want to talk about it in the lobby. And I remember getting sucked into a couple of those conversations where like I just regurgitated things that I heard like leaders mm -hmm. at my youth group say and had no foundation for it or no basis for it. And I just remember just getting torn apart by different people about my beliefs. And I think a lot of that, that was just stuff that was kind of fed to me. And mm -hmm. like, I did learn it by accident and I kind of just got pulled into that mode of thinking. And 
um, it was a very unintentional way to learn. And yeah, so there you go. Well, and another issue, and I think we're going to allude to it some when we look at this idea of learning in a variety of ways, is that we also have to know our limits of what we can learn in a certain period of time. Hmm. I think too often we, with good intentions, desire to learn and you may use various means of learning that we're going to look at in just a moment. And really, we may be taking in too much information in a short period of time to where we're really not retaining that much information. And I think that can lead to what you're even talking about there, voices that we retain, you know, snippets of certain doctrines or certain things, but not really what backs them up. And we kind of just hold on to them rather than the truth that's leading to that belief or that principle and things of that nature. And, you know, it, and I would looking at this mainly as biblical aspect and for godliness, it's the same thing with anything else in life. First Corinthians fourteen twenty is a scriptural reference here. It says, brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. It's a very interesting passage. In your thinking, be mature. I think that is, I think that is a sign of maturity is when you long to go deeper. You long to have a strong basis for your understanding. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, oh yeah, this is Paul's calling them to be deep deeply rooted in god's word well and the wording here is so interesting mm-hmm. be infants in evil but in your thinking be mature now this was one i pulled directly from whitney's ebook so i'm not exactly sure what translation he uses i'm sure it's nasb or something to that nature but it's this idea of we're, we're called to be you know infants or you know not mature in what is evil of this world which is odd because what we would all rightly understand is that we come into this world depraved to some extent. And so therefore this is our natural self until Christ mm-hmm. changes us. But, you know, as he saved us and redeemed us and he brought us into new life, being renewed daily in the mind of Christ in these aspects, um, it's this idea of being mature uh, by in your thinking, be mature. Mm-hmm. And so, our thinking leads to our maturity. And so we learn what we develop, what we think through, what we are taking in. It's what leads us to maturity. And it's really what we've looked at throughout this whole conversation. And that's why it's important to learn and to seek knowledge above all else. Um, and, you know, as we begin the podcast off by reading all of those, what's four or five scriptures out of Proverbs, uh, and kind of what the wise man looks like and the importance of that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's not one we can argue too, too much more, but it's just important for us to understand that what knowledge and what learning does for us as believers is aiding us in our sanctification, knowing and understanding who God is and being more like Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's this last quote here from Donald Whitney. It says, for this to occur, accidental and convenience learners must become disciplined intentional learners i'm assuming when he says for this to occur he's talking about what we've been discussing which is that godliness or the transformation Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to that more shallow knowledge that um, many of us have held at times and maybe do hold yeah it's really moving into a deep understanding of god and his word rather than a shallow accidental or I, i love this and we didn't talk too much about it. Chris alluded to it earlier. Is this convenience learning? Mm-hmm. Um, and really, that's just this idea of not stepping out to learn, not stretching ourselves, not moving past what is convenient and easy for us. And the reality to that, though, is that, and we've talked about this already, but the reality, to the issue with that kind of learning is that we're talking about a God that knows way more than we ever have and ever will. And we're learning about him. And so our learning of who God is, it's not going to be convenient or easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'd all agree that there's even some doctrines that we've struggled with. And there's probably some doctrines that most people would say that they wish was not true to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in all reality, we're not God. Therefore, we don't make these things 
true in the reality. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's easy. I think it's really easy to just want to dive into the areas of study that fit well into our notion, our preconceived notions of the world and how the world must work and how God must be in our eyes and how we ought to live, how we feel we ought to live our lives. Um, and so I think it, yeah, I think a lot of times we like to live in that place of comfort when it comes to what we seek out and what we decide to to learn. But yeah, the disciplined intentional learner is willing to step into the areas of study that don't sit well in our nat- in our natural mind. Um, I think a lot of the times intentional learning will take us into places where uh, of conviction and areas of just conviction and discomfort, sin, uh, iniquity, um, error, you know, in our own thinking and doctrine ways that we need to correct our ourselves and yeah so i think it's important really important vital to to growth you know and kind of use as a segue i guess mm-hmm. is another part of being intentional learners is also understanding the different ways in which we can learn and you know trying the different ones out and then maybe finding what works for us now, this was when uh, Donald Whitney, I've said this before, is that the first time I read Donald Whitney's book was when I was in Bible college and a buddy of mine went fishing. And uh, it was one of those, you know, days where, you know, I wanted to go fishing with him, but you know, I had to do some reading in between. So I had fished for a few hours and I was like, well, I just need to read some of this book for a little bit. I was sitting there and I was reading Donald Whitney's book and this was a hard copy. And um, I got to this chapter. And in this chapter, he's talking about the different forms of learning. And he starts talking about cassette tapes. And I was like, wait, hold on a second. How old is this book? And then I you know, flipped to the copyright. And the book was written the same year I was born, which was 1991. Oh, and uh, since then, the copy I have is a revised edition. And he talks about audio books and things of that nature. Um, and really, the point I'm trying to make here is that there is a variety of ways of learning like uh the big one that he puts first and foremost in this section of the chapter is talking about audio bibles for those that have difficulty reading the word of god you know finding means in which god's word can be read so that you can you know be in it and allow it to transform your life um and you know obviously audio bibles audio books things of that nature to have those that don't necessarily like the practice of reading physical books or maybe you live busy lives and it's easy for easier for you to listen to it being read to you what are some other various ways in which we can learn in our world today uh i mean well of course reading (laughs) uh you know original physical books uh, ebooks um podcasts which we have right now i mean you know what they are because you're listening to one. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I use audiobooks or the audio Bible. Like uh, Amazon has uh, what? Is, what is their service called? I can't think Kindle? of it. No, not Kindle. That's the oh, ebook. Audible. 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 Yeah, and usually you can find like a coupon to get some stuff, so a couple free books or whatever. And they had like the New Living Translation Bible, which is really. Easy Bible to listen to, but then also there's the uh, Bible app, which has like you can listen to the ESV Bible or KJV Bible and stuff like that for free. Yeah, um, I don't mean to sound like ultra spiritual, but <laughs> I think intentional learning is more than just how you approach your resources, like like books and scripture. I think it has a lot to do with how do you approach your life as a whole? How do you approach different uh, circumstances that you run into on a day-to-day basis? How do you approach conversations with people, whether they're Christian peers or non-believers, um, people in the workplace? Yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you approach like your time spent looking at creation like Chris was talking about? All these different things that I think if anyone is willing to be intentional and think about 
that God might be at work in all these other different things too, and that he might have things that he wants to teach us through these other outlets. I think a lot of that just has to do with like when you wake up in the morning and you're driving to work, like, are you consciously thinking or even maybe even just kind of praying to yourself, like, Lord, speak to me, like in this moment, in this small, short moment, like, Lord, I pray that my eyes would be attentive to what you might want to reveal to me today, whether it be in uh, passing certain things on the way to work or like maybe running into someone like on your way into the building or whatever it is. Like, uh, so a lot of it is just such a, a mindset and, a, and an open openness and a yielding to God and his spirit, like throughout the entire day. And then of course, taking those moments and using God's word to be the ultimate uh, test for truth and things of that nature. But um, I think really intentional learning could really be more of a lifestyle than just a, like, okay, here's how I, here's how I study or here's how I look at God's word. I don't know. It's kind of my two cents. Yeah. On that same thought process, I guess it's also being intentional and in making time for it. Mm -hmm. um, because if we're not, you know, I think what you're saying is kind of on the front end of all of that. And if you're doing what you're saying, you're going to make time for it, but you know, making time for learning, you know, a lot of times, we as individuals don't find time to read or to listen or to whatever aspect what we've mentioned so far because we haven't scheduled it. We haven't put it on things to do, much like the rest of the discipline. So just making a priority by scheduling getting into your life in some way. Now, we've looked, we've looked at that throughout this study. Everybody's scheduling looks different, how they work that way, how they do that. Some people morning people, some people evening people, some people work better with detailed schedules, some people work better with no schedule at all. And so whatever works for you, just make it a priority by making a time for it, however that may look in your personal life. We're going to transition to the plugs of the week. And really what we're going to be looking at on this week's plugs is not necessarily specific resources to help you better in learning, but really just some alternative ways that has benefited us as individuals in learning. And before we get to that, we want to take the opportunity to listen to a commercial from a podcast that is a part of the Christian podcast community. Hey, I'm Daryl, and I'm here with my wife, Karen. What's up? And we're the host of the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, the podcast that seeks to answer the question that we all asked, what are we even doing here? We cover topics such as marriage, family, life, and living a Christian life in this crazy world. We don't have all the answers, but we know where to look. Subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on SoundCloud as we seek the kingdom of God and find out what we are even doing here. Grace and peace. All right, we're back with the plugs of the week. I'm going to start with mine and then let the other two guys go after me. Um, and mine is simply, and you're going to lose something in translation here because you don't have the joy of being on the screen with Royce and Chris and I. But if you have an iPhone, now, this is only works for iPhone people. And so, Jamie, you can just hate on me later, is that when you open up Kindle or any kind, anything on your screen, really, if you have it set up in accessibility, right, you can pull down two fingers. Christian biography in a matter of months. That's mine. A third read a steady stream. Because you took so, what I was about to say. <laughs> was I really? Yeah. Yes. I'm glad I went first. Um, the two finger swipe down and it's yes it's fantastic i just found out like a month ago about it but you can two finger swipe down chris maybe speak to it since that's his as well and what it does is it pretty much reads you whatever's on your screen yeah. and what i have found is it takes on kindle or on um, apple books whatever you or blogs or whatever the case might be and it makes everything an audio book now yeah. there are some downsides you know you can't lock your phone um, and different things like that. But you can jump the speed up to 1.25, 1.5, 1.75, 1.75, what I enjoy about it. I listen to everything to one and a half speed and get it done with, you know? So Yeah, that was wow. going to be my plug of the week. And uh, it's actually funny because the real James White actually told me about it. <laughs> he, the way he listens to a lot he rides he, he he does a lot of bike riding did he tell you personally about it or you well so he does a well i'll get to that uh yes and no so he uh 
he listens to audiobooks while he rides his bike. Mm-hmm. And he rides like kilometers at a time. I don't know. Miles and miles and miles. Um, and he listens to them. And this is the way that he does it. But he, he records them into an MP3 overnight and then plays them as he, he as he rides. So that's something that you could do is you can just get a headphone jack plug one in into your computer one in into your phone if you know your phone works that way and then have it read the book uh overnight or you know over a period of time save that as an mp3 and then use that as an mp3 so then you don't have to worry about turning your phone off or turning your phone sideways or you know that kind of thing um and uh yeah so i've been using it for a couple years i asked him about it and then he sent me to a place on his blog. He said, go search this. It was like a weird keyword. That way it would, it would pop up. And I forget what it was. But yeah, so he told me, go search it. There was details on on his blog on how to do it on Alpha and Omega. But I don't remember what the keyword was now. Um, but like a year or so ago, they updated Siri. And make sure you have the right Siri voice on there. Because there's one Siri voice that sounds like a computer. And there's an updated one that like she actually has inflection and stuff in the way that she reads. So the last year, year and a half, maybe the, the reading has gotten so much better. It doesn't just sound like a droning computer. It, it's actually better. I like using it with Kindle because then I could, I mean, I sit at a desk at work and then if something pops up, I can like pause it and highlight stuff in a book and then mm-hmm. go back to it, you know, whereas James is a, genius so he probably can you know remember everything he ever hears from anything that he listens to and i don't have that problem so i have to highlight as i go through and take notes or whatever sometimes but uh yeah it's not necessarily as good as reading the book for me but it's definitely helps me get through a lot of books and like you said sometimes you know you can read the book or you get the book on kindle for three bucks and the print copies 13 and then you don't have to buy the audio book you can just do this and listen to it and uh well a lot, well, a lot of the books i have to read don't have audio books so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's and what I've i done, enjoyed about it i've done it for uh school a lot too so so since you took mine i will give uh you know tim challies his website challies.com uh, it's C-H-A-L-L-I-E-S. Pretty much every day he posts about five Kindle deals for Christians. Mm-hmm. And I guess we can tag that in our uh, show notes or whatever. So if you just Google search Charlie's Kindle books, every weekday he has about five books on, on Kindle that are uh, discounted prices. So a lot of times I see stuff in there that uh, that I then I buy for discounted rate, obviously, and then we'll use this technique uh, to listen to the book. All right, Royce. Okay. I don't in any way mean to contradict anything you guys just said. So this is not my intention. I <laughs> <laughs> just want to preface it with that. But for me, a really impactful way for me to learn and feel like I'm really learning and getting understanding and soaking it in is by turning off my cell phone and grabbing my old dusty Bible and walking out to the woods, going somewhere where I did quiet and I don't hear anything except wilderness. And I just have this raw book in my hands and I can just slowly read through it uninterrupted and those have been really, really powerful times in which I felt like God's word was able to really cut through and get into my mind a little bit better. Those have been some of the more memorable times in my life when I've been able to get away and do that. So you, that was just my thoughts. Yeah. When you do that, do you read it out loud or just kind of in your yeah. head? I often do read out loud. If I'm out somewhere where I know it's not going to like be, uh, you know, be a distraction for people or anything mm-hmm. like yeah, I'll read it out loud so I can hear myself saying it. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I ask because there is to me when it's just me in the house and I know no one else is around. I enjoy reading out loud. There's something about it, not only 
comprehending it, but actually hearing it being read. There's something, I don't know, just mm -hmm. something about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, again, but yeah, go ahead. No, I don't, you're not contradicting what we said. I, the best way to read for me is a physical book, you know, with my eyes, <laughs> like holding it <laughs> in my hand. Uh, but a lot of these, you know, techniques are things because it's like, oh, well, you have a thousand pages to read for this one class of your yeah. many classes this semester. <laughs> or, you know, like, like I said, it's stuff where it's like, well, I'm sitting at my desk mm -hmm. and I want to be listening to something. Yeah, uh, and th those are not contradictory. Those are complementary. I think that's a good. That, that's a good point because I do. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks when I can, or especially like when I'm on the go or transitioning between different things. So yeah, for I sure. print out the transcription of podcasts and then I go into the woods and read them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you know, kind of just to relate to you. For me, the best way is sitting at my desk. Not, I don't get in the woods and all that. I, I, <laughs> well, I, I live in Alabama. Know. There's too many woods well, around me. They have mosquitoes in Des Moines. Not as yeah, they must know. not. They must not because they're terrible here. Um, but really, for me, uh, and I'm pretty particular. We found that out on the whole journaling episode. Uh, but a certain pen and a certain highlighter and sitting down and reading through a book. It doesn't matter what I read. Unless it's a narrative, I have always got a highlighter and a pen. Um, I essentially highlight things that are kind of important, and then I underline it if they're really important as I highlight it as well. It's just kind of my process. Now, what's interesting, and this is not just a plug for Royce's band, but for me, uh, a lot of times when I sit here and read, because of the nature of reading in a home, uh, with things going on, I actually read with a lot of music playing. And it's normally, you know, rockish style music. And so I know when your uh, album released, I actually sat there and listened to it on repeat for like an hour and a half as I was reading through different things. And so nice. that's my method. Cool, cool. Well. Um, it's a great so method. It the is. August Guns method. <laughs> That's right. Well, we want to go ahead and jump off this podcast episode because we thought it was going to go quick and it has turned into one of our longest, longest episodes. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. Uh, well, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff to cut out with all the Siri voices and all, but I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure there will be plenty of moments. Uh, and with big trucks driving in your front door. Uh, <laughs> But um, this has been another episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening to today's episode of the Everyday Ministry Podcast, where we seek to provide quality content first through our full-length episodes that release every first and third Monday of the month, and second, through the Minister's Minute. These are short 10 to 15 minute episodes that release every second and fourth Monday of the month in which one of our co-hosts will seek to answer a specific question related to everyday ministry. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to subscribe and rate the podcast through the podcast catcher of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we pray peace and grace for you through our Lord Jesus Christ, and happy ministry.